From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 23rd of February, 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the recent escalation in the Israel-Palestine conflict. This isn't the only thing happening in the world, though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. But first, what's happening in the Gaza Strip? An exchange of airstrikes and rocket fire between Israel and the Gaza Strip after a deadly military raid has raised fears of a broader escalation in the Israel-Palestine conflict. The Israeli military said six rockets had been fired overnight from Gaza, five of which were intercepted and the sixth fell into an open area. No one is reported to have been injured. Palestinian military group Islamic Jihad claimed responsibility for the rockets, saying they were responding to Israel's major crime in the city of Nablus. Not long after, Israeli jets struck two sites that the military said were affiliated with the Hamas military group, one of which was said to be a weapons manufacturing facility. Again, no injuries were reported. Efforts to calm the situation are underway. The UN's envoy for the Middle East peace process headed to the Gaza Strip this morning to meet with Hamas officials. The UN envoy said he was continuing to engage with all concerned parties to de-escalate the situation, and that he urges all sides to refrain from steps that could further inflame an already volatile situation. Leaders from the Palestinian groups Hamas and Islamic Jihad reportedly warned mediators that things could escalate into an open confrontation if there was no change. The latest exchange of fire was sparked by Wednesday's rare daytime raid by Israel's military forces, which killed at least 11 Palestinians and reportedly left more than 100 injured. The Israeli operation took place in Nablus, in the occupied West Bank. Israeli authorities said that it had targeted three suspects, planning attacks in the immediate future. The Israel Defense Force and Security Agency said the three had been neutralized. Of the 11 Palestinians killed, six were gunmen and five were civilians, according to Palestinian sources cited by Reuters. Among the civilians killed were three elderly men. The past year has seen a serious escalation of tensions in Israel and the Palestinian territories. In late January, a similar Israeli military raid in Jenin left 10 dead and was followed by an attack near a synagogue in which a Palestinian gunman killed seven Israelis. In 2023 so far alone, 62 Palestinians have been killed, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. In the same time period, Israel's foreign ministry said 10 Israelis and one tourist had been killed in Palestinian attacks. Speaking after the Israeli raid on Nablus, the US State Department said it was deeply concerned that the impact of today's raid could set back efforts aimed at restoring calm for both Israelis and Palestinians. The UN Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, said the situation in the occupied Palestinian territory is at its most combustible in years, with sky-high tensions and a stalled peace process. Okay, so that's the main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Staff at the European Commission have been banned from using TikTok amid security concerns relating to the Chinese social media app. Staff at the EU's executive branch were reportedly ordered on Thursday morning to remove TikTok from their official devices. They were also told to delete it from their personal devices if they have work-related apps installed, or alternatively, to uninstall the work-related apps and keep TikTok on their personal phones. 
The order was made to, quote, protect the Commission's data and increase its cybersecurity. It follows similar moves in the United States and the Netherlands. Back in November, TikTok, which is owned by Beijing-based ByteDance, confirmed that worldwide user data could be accessed by certain employees at the company's corporate centres in countries including China. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Tens of thousands of refugees have fled to Ethiopia from Somaliland after an eruption of violence in the town of Las Anod. For some brief context, Somaliland is a breakaway region in northern Somalia. It's internationally unrecognised, but is a self-governing de facto sovereign state. The Sul region has been claimed by Somaliland since its unilateral declaration of independence from Somalia in 1991. However, the region is disputed between Somaliland and the Somali state of Puntland. Things escalated in December after a local opposition politician was assassinated, sparking anti-government protests. Things escalated further this month when elders from the Dul-Bahante clan declared that they wanted the Sul region to be independent from both Somaliland and Puntland, and instead be its own federal state within Somalia. Fighting between Somaliland forces and the local militia has centred on the town of Las Anod. More than 60,000 refugees have crossed the border into Ethiopia, arriving in a part of the country that has already been hit hard by drought. The UN estimates that more than 185,000 have been displaced due to the conflict in Las Anod, 89% of whom are women and children. The International Court of Justice has ordered Azerbaijan to end its blockade in the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region, which has left the region at risk of shortages of food, medicine and fuel. Nagorno-Karabakh is a mostly Armenia-populated enclave within Azerbaijan. It's internationally recognised as part of Azerbaijan, but much of the territory is not actually controlled by Azerbaijan. Armenia and Azerbaijan have had a long-running dispute over the region, and things flared up into a full war in 2020, killing more than 6,500 people and ending with a Russian-brokered truce. Groups of Azerbaijanis have, since mid-December, been blocking the Lakin Corridor, which is the only road between Nagorno-Karabakh and Armenia. The Azerbaijanis say they are protesting what they claim is illegal mining and environmental damage. The ICJ has ordered an end to the blockade, saying Azerbaijan shall take all measures at its disposal to ensure unimpeded movements of person, vehicle and cargo along the Lakin Corridor in both directions, adding that the disruption has impeded the transfer of persons of Armenian national and ethnic origin. In the final uplifting story today, we're going to discuss the fifth person to be cured of HIV. Following a stem cell transplant, a man in Dusseldorf has become the third person in history to be cured of HIV in this way, and the fifth person to be cured at all. The patient, whose identity remains unknown, was first diagnosed with HIV in 2008 and leukaemia in 2011. While this is good news, unfortunately the procedure is expensive and not low risk, so it's unlikely that this will be more widely implemented anytime soon. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing, that's over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. 
That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.